Welcome to Cloud and Clear, the podcast by SADA for innovative business leaders and technology enthusiasts, where we explore how Google Cloud is transforming the industry and what that means to you. Now, here's your host, Tony Safoyan. All right, I'm so excited today to have our first ever partner sales managers on Cloud and Clear. So, Brad and Lisa, welcome. Thank you. Thanks, excited to be here. And Brad, thanks for doing this like last second. Last second, but you know, like you always got to be camera ready. I love it. Yeah. You stay camera ready. You have to <laughs> in this business, I think. So for the audience, as you know, this is really for the ecosystem. It's for, you know, the larger cloud ecosystem for Google Cloud uh, customers, partners, etc., and for the Googlers. And so being the first partner sales managers I've ever had, do you want to please introduce yourselves and your roles and kind of describe also, maybe where you came from prior to your current role. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll Go ahead. head us yeah. off. Uh, yeah. So, um, Brad Fisher, uh, I'm a PSM in South Central Enterprise um, within GCP. So, I help the reps uh, align properly with partners to make sure that they're getting the most um, with regard to their customer interactions and how they're able to help customers optimize. Uh, prior to this, I was a salesperson in the ISR org for Google for a year and a half. Prior to that, I was a salesperson at Rackspace for four years awesome. um, and an AWS specialist for two of those. So I've, I've seen a few of the clouds. It's pretty good background. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, so actually, uh, Lisa Blockstern, partner sales manager for Central Corporate, so 15 states, uh, 10 in South Central, five in North Central. Brian and I actually started together we and did. we've had a very similar path. So I was also an ISR covering North Central. And before that, I was a sales rep and a partner manager at Citrix for four years. So uh, very interesting to see new model, but very similar role. And in addition to, you know, finding the correct partners for the right workloads, we also work closely with partners like SADA to drive new pipeline to the sellers that we're aligned to. Um, so working closely with like marketing and doing those partner first initiatives. So partner sales, I think when the role is first introduced, at Google Cloud, it was to me one of the first key indications that the whole model was working, you know, working towards and moving towards a partner-centric one. And so, um, and I think the the role is evolving, right? And it's uh, it's uh, it's evolving in, in in various ways that are measured, that are I think directional. And so, um, Lisa, like, how would you describe? Um, how your interaction with the sales organization is in the field regarding your role. Yeah, so and you're spot on. It has changed so much in the last year and a half from when I was first brought on to now. So, um, you know, we've come a long way. It went from, you know, introducing how to work with partners, how partners drive value, how to see them as an extension of our sales team, to getting really specific into, you know, hyper-specific workloads, um, specializations that partners have. Um, working with partners that resell and help grow and land and expand opportunities to make them, you know, consume quicker. So um, there's so many different aspects of working in the field with different partners and different workloads and different stages of the sales cycle. So uh, it's always changing and expanding and, um, you know, building those relationships has been key for sure. Yeah, and I think Corp is, you know, super exciting, kind of more high velocity segment of the business. Yeah. Uh, Brad, you have the unique uh, privilege and opportunity and challenge of working, yeah. I think, in enterprise as a PSM, right? Mm -hmm. I think that that game is different. So, how would you describe how it is? And you're covering South Central, so not as many states, right? But still a massive territory. Yeah, it's a big territory. Um, I'd say it's probably evolved in much the same way. I mean, I think that initially the kind of strategy was around finding partners who could implement these solutions, right? You're selling, but 
it's not always guaranteed that the customer, frankly, it's more often than not guaranteed um, that the part, uh, pardon me, the customer is able to get their environment or footprint off the ground. Right. Um, but now it's evolved into a more strategic, I think, position where you're kind of going in with these customers, not sort of after the fact, after you found an opportunity to roll out, but actually on the um, sort of pre-sale side to attack a market. Yeah. So we're working with partners, I think, more strategically now to create um, IP around solutions that we can leverage to break into accounts, to further the value for those customers, yeah. to bring them something holistic that'll help them optimize rather than sort of reactively bringing someone on to uh, forward momentum. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think for, for enterprises, the industry strategy is now taking shape. Yeah. You know, it's what you keep seeing from TK and from Rob and from now Hamadou is kind of leading a very specific industry specific, you know, strategy, yeah, yeah. which I think is very important because customers in the enterprise just want to be spoken to in, in, in sort of their language, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that also comes down to partners um, like Sada really leaning in to get specialists who understand the needs of these specific verticals so that they can speak their language, like you said. Um, and help them come to the conclusion that cloud is the right option, right? Yeah. Rather than sort of pigeonholing yourself into one or two smaller workloads, try and get a foothold and say, look, you like our cloud, you should probably try out more things now. It's a more holistic conversation to try and drive a bigger strategy that would land bigger deals. So yeah. like the SAP movement or you know a full data, data center transformation, having the assets around that to really bring a compelling argument or value rather to the customer yeah. in order to set up bigger, more comprehensive and actually you know, more impactful yeah. um, solutions. And Lisa, what we see in Corp is that generally speaking, customers are more ready to um, evaluate, to test, to try to make a you know, first workload happen. Um, Less red tape maybe. For sure. Less red tape, right? Mm -hmm. Like less of a, it's not maybe a big board level decision or maybe there's less uh, leaders to convince. Right. Um, so how have you seen that, I think, um, kind of shift, uh, especially under the leadership of TK? Because, you know, I think he's brought a lot to the table with Rob. They are, you know, focusing a lot on, on the enterprise logos, but even in our business, I think the bread and butter mm -hmm. where the most velocity is is in corp and i think also as a partner it's also where we can add the kind of the comprehensive value mm -hmm. uh in a horizontal fashion yeah absolutely so you use the word focus which has definitely been a big impact in the organization since them coming on board so focusing on very cloud native cloud ready types of customers in the core business um, more digital natives born in the cloud. So instead of having treating corp customers like enterprise customers, we're looking to focus on the types of customers that are cloud ready and that make that decision quicker um, because we have such a higher velocity of customers. So, yeah. you know, that's where really our channel partners are an extension, extension and accelerate those sales cycles. So, um, you know, we've seen that a lot in the West and, you know, sometimes Central is the last of the game, but we're catching up quickly. So. <laughs> We're no, that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it is interesting. Um, I had lunch with Oliver the other day, uh, Oliver Parker, and it's, it is interesting, like their kind of the world that they live in, right? Because there's so much tech native, there's so much startup activity and in our startup customers, it's like, if they're, 
you know, created in the last two to three years, they've almost chosen a Google Cloud as a default. Um, That's awesome. Which is great, right? Yeah. And they have all these technical yeah. reasons because it's, those are engineering-led decisions. There's not a lot of politics involved. There's no legacy or there's no technical debt that they're trying to uh, get out from under. But, you know, um, the enterprise is not like that. No, I, I mean, it is, it's a different motion when and you're talking. And I've seen both. And he, he was a corporate PSM first, so. I was, and I'd say that there's actually a lot of similarities, right? Like the, the, the difference between some of the larger customers in corp that I was working with and some of the you know, standard customers in enterprise that I'm working with is, is pretty slim, actually. Um, you have a lot of people who are rooted in technologies that have gotten them here yeah. um, that maybe aren't suited for the cloud or are a technical risk in some capacity it, you know, and definitely an investment if you're looking to move to the cloud. And so a lot of what we're leveraging now or that I'm seeing um, the, the reps move towards is uh, education. So workshops that you know you can run where you go on site and you literally take their whole team and try and work with them to uncover areas that they're maybe struggling in or that could be improved that the cloud can lead to those improvements mm -hmm. and help them sort of demystify the the um, you know enigma that is the cloud yeah. and and I think that that's done a really good job of helping um, usher in some early discussions and some broader discussions that are leading to, to good wins, good conversations, and good good value for the customer, yeah. frankly. And that's definitely a difference in Central versus like a West region yeah. is that yeah. education and training because cloud is still relatively very new. Mm -hmm. So we're more enterprise-focused customers. Yeah. They've had people that have been there for 20 plus years. You know, we have to remember that this is very new to them, whereas the core focus is a little bit more, you know, those startup, yeah. uh, you know, wanting to partner with us, be part of our SaaS program. I mean, I'm seeing that multiple times a day totally. and it's really exciting. Yeah, and I'm seeing the multi-cloud thing more in enterprise than I did in um, yeah. corporate. I feel like in corporate, and, and, and I think that that you know, does make sense, right? The, the number of different organizations that you see in the enterprise um, where they're completely disparate, completely siloed, and they've just chosen their yeah. preferred vendor. It could be yeah. that we're working with them right now and through a myriad of trying to bring people together, you find out, hey, they're using you know, in this organization, this cloud, and that organization, that That's cloud. Right. And mm -hmm. It's not always about necessarily, always. right. It's yeah. not always about necessarily aggregating everything together on one cloud, but seeing how you can complement mm -hmm. some of the work that's being done in different areas and, and you know, leverage the tools that we offer to do that. No, I think that's uh, why we're super excited about Google's Anvil strategy. Yeah, yeah. That is sort of something that only Google would do, I yeah. think, being in the position that they are but also could do like from a technology standpoint, because that concept of a uh, operating system for all the clouds yeah. and on-premise is such a technical feat. It is, it is. I mean, the networking aspect of it with Service Mesh is also um, pretty incredible and, and a single pane of glass to be able to um, help customers aggregate, merge their, their operations together and be able to have the best of all worlds, I think is is very in line with Google's ethos. It is, and I know you guys have some prepackaged solutions around that, which is very corp friendly. So that's something that has very helpful to us is when our partners look at our solutions and then design things around our go-to-market plan. So yeah. knowing that Court's looking for those repeatable motions that we can roll out across a lot of different customers in a relatively short amount of time has been really huge. Yeah, I think customers today want to uh, take bite-sized chunks of risk and yeah. bite-sized bite bite chunks of a technical challenge to yeah. see 
if they can do it. And I think that's the beauty of this economic model is yeah. that you can, you know, pay for what you use, have a $50,000, you know, project that drives value mm -hmm. in the old world of enterprise software. It's very, very hard to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's not all or nothing. That's right. Yeah. And it's helpful to have partners who are on the bleeding edge of technology that we roll out because, you know, as Google kind of and the other public clouds exist, they're not in the business of, of deploying things on behalf of customers, right? But, and that leads to, I think, some sellers not having um, direct access to how these things work. And so when a partner can, you know, roll out uh, the, the plan, how this actually works, how it's going to affect change and really show them a tangible product. Yeah. I think it just is a, is a huge yeah. added benefit. So one of the things that we are always trying to adjust to is not only how the d different broad um, geographies function, because you're right, like West is different mm -hmm. than um, South Central. Actually, South Southwest is different than NorCal. You know? Yeah. Um, Canada is totally different. Yeah, all the metros are very different. All the metros are, are very different with regards to not only sort of customer awareness and maturity and, and how they like to be sold to and how like how, how they like to be engaged, but the the different sellers at Google have different styles, mm -hmm. and that's something we're always trying to adjust very specifically to because like we can add value at different parts of the value chain as a partner. So we're always trying to figure out both from your standpoint mm -hmm. and like Jim's standpoint here, like hey Jim, like where do you want us to play, right? And um, again, I think being a PSM often is, 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 uh, is one of the most challenging roles because you're trying to actually help uh, influence rep behavior on the field. <laughs> and reps, especially successful ones that have, been, you know, have many, many years of success, don't like being told what to do. So tough question. Yeah. <laughs> yep. How do you get to influence rep behavior? I feel like there's... Um there's a bit of method to it that, that isn't necessarily um, directly influencing, but melding your kind of uh, approach to their approach, yeah. right? I think that um, being able to understand the way that they want to do things and position what you can do for them mm -hmm. in the same vein as the things that they want to do uh, does tend to actually get a fairly good response. I mean, there's always going to be people who, you know, it's it's just sort of uh, I got you know, this. I don't need a partner. Running the wall you know. over and over yeah. again. Yeah, but but I think <laughs> that over time, if you if you continue to position um, different solutions that actually align with the way that they try and do things, it, all of a sudden you get sort of an aha moment where they're like, oh, actually, you know, while you're on the phone with them, like I don't need anything. What if we were to do this? That's a good idea, actually. Will you shoot off that email? I sure will. And you've got that one little win, and I feel like that actually has to be how it goes because there's no way to have a unified. Well, yeah, like you said, bite-sized chunks for our customers, same for our sellers. So <laughs> totally. it's, it's rolling really this out in stages, like it doesn't yeah. happen overnight. And like you were saying, you know, every market's different. So yeah. something that Brad and I have been good at is identifying different personalities and some partners, you know, the reps that they just mesh with. So mm -hmm. having those trusted relationships is huge. And that is a little bit on the rep to do. But one way we can help is by showing with customer references and wins in other regions and things that have been proven to be successful. Yeah. I think that instills confidence. Mm -hmm. And then having a plan, a partner plan and executing on it. So something yeah. that yeah. makes sense for their business. Hey, you know, we want to focus on VM migration and we'll find the partners that can make that happen, that have made it happen, have 
the customer resources, they have the delivery team, they have the tooling that we want. So uh, putting a partner plan in place that makes sense for their region, their focus, yeah. and their personality, it's not easy, but it definitely happens. And once I think that they have a good experience, they're like, okay, this really is an extension of my sales team. Um, yeah, no, and we, we love being measured actually. Okay. And being held accountable for like different uh, initiatives, metrics, just part of being a premier partner. There's a bunch of things we have to do right. kind of on a global basis, but being able to actually deliver those numbers to a local market, like into the leadership, uh, we're deploying our own new ERP system. Nice. Uh, That's cool. Goes live on Monday. That's uh, exciting, congrats. Thank you. Yeah, oh my God, it's so many years in the making, but <laughs> <laughs> to be able to drill down and just show you like the data that you care about in enterprise, you know, uh, South Central and, and Lisa, like all Central Corp. I can very, very soon be able to kind of show can those you do metrics. Do buy cluster? <laughs> yeah, buy pod cluster. rep level? Totally. Okay, yeah, that's the idea. Awesome. We actually have like the Google rep as a required field in, in the opportunity. So it's that's like smart. as we're closing deals, we'll have to yeah, identify awesome. like who the rep was. Yeah. So we have I love big, it. big ambitions. Very aligned. We want to we create like not only the best customer experience and the best people experience for our recruiting and retention, but the best partner experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like you read all this stuff all the time and I think there's more excitement around the ecosystem than ever. And um, like the whole concern that, you know, we had like 10 years ago when we're going uh, so, so, so hot and heavy in our investment with Google Cloud was, you know, how, how big is Google Cloud gonna get? Are they serious or maybe a little late to the game versus AWS and others? But when you get articles in the press like the Deutsche Bank analysis that said Google Cloud is a $225 billion okay. you know, market cap business, is 27% of Google's value, and TK coming on board and Rob coming on yeah. board and, and Chris and Klippas uh, coming on board, like these people are not here to just sort of mess around, right? They're here to win and make yeah. a big impact. And uh, what have you seen just momentum-wise and maybe um, start with enterprise and go to corp in your segments. Like, what are, what do these leaders mean? Especially, I think uh, Kristen, mm -hmm. who um, will own the you know North America P and L, mm -hmm. and the partner strategy will roll under sales, right? Right, with Janet Kennedy. I think that's a very very smart structure. Yeah, and that's a, that's very new. But what are you feeling? I, th I think that that is. I mean. The, the real benefit to it is alignment, right? Like when, when you're siloed, it's really difficult to make sure that everyone's going in with the same strategy. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what, what, one of my favorite things about them being here is, is not only having a unified strategy that everybody can get behind and push, because once that happens, the resources start coming on board, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, if everyone's kind of running a different play, then it's hard to make a case for additional resources mm -hmm. or to get I, I don't know, programs off the ground if we need different incentives to make things um, more um, palatable for customers. Yeah, like the sales are for like our customers. So right. we need to be completely right. aligned yeah. on what they need. Exactly. And so when we're in that position, we find that more um, alignment comes from what the partners are doing to what the sellers need and the partner team is doing to what the sellers need and then the sellers get the resources they need because everybody should be running the same um, approach mm -hmm. and I, I just think that those resources are it's kind of like as Google grows we realized that you know everyone's learning right yeah. um, what we need are the the strategies and resources in place whether it's like human resources or program resources and especially like achieve I think core almost by design because there's so many accounts mm -hmm. it's impossible for any rep oh 
to reach that. Like, so the partners play even a, like in, in enterprise, you can argue like, we'll get the coverage, you know? Sure. You'll have like one to three, one to five, like yeah. a real, you know, enterprise strategy. In corp, it's never gonna be oh, yeah. that. And I think all of our sales leaders are 100% committed to having 100% through the channel. I mean, mm -hmm. there's just no way that we would meet those goals without yeah. it. So it coming from the top down has been huge internally. Um, you know, just in the last two and a half years, it's been night and day from when we first started with partners yeah. to now, just the velocity, how many deals are going through partners, both mm -hmm. resold um, and with services, mm -hmm. um, just, you know, the alignment that we're having at, you know, our events and things like that. So it's been really exciting. And then even just in the industry, you know, when I hear about, uh, you know, I connect with, you know, colleagues that I worked with in the past, they're hearing about Google more and more. Yeah. I remember something Kirsten said, she remembers at Microsoft is just hearing more and more about Google. And, yeah. um, you know, before, you know, maybe every now and then, but now I think that, you know, we're definitely seen as a major player. We have a huge role to play in that. Now, it, I think it's just gonna be easier for us as, as an ecosystem to to align and be treated as um, an extension of the sales organization with by the way the same gives and gets like if we're expected to be an extension of the sales organization because now we all roll up to, to right. Janet Kennedy and then to Kirsten Cliffhouse in, in, the, in the US then um, then we, we, we have almost have to be held accountable to a number <laughs> like I think Janet well, no, we have lots of numbers, but imagine if you're Janet Kennedy and you're like, 30% of my U.S. number will come through my partners. I mean, I'm just throwing out random sure. numbers here, but imagine like if we could be dependent on to that degree, almost like with a quota. It's almost my dream. <laughs> it, I mean, it would be fantastic. Yeah, the, the, the truth is, is that I feel like also the partners have done an incredible job of up-leveling their skill set around a cloud that I think initially a lot of partners didn't necessarily, I don't know that the programs were even in place um, for a long time mm -hmm. for certifications to be achieved, for you know the structure to be there for partners to invest in that. Um, you know, SAW specifically really came in hard. When I think when I started, I can't remember if uh, SAW was doing GCP or if it was just G Suite, a lot of the partners were sort of new into the Yeah, we're one space. of the few that comes from the, you know, 10 or 12 years of working with Google. Mm -hmm. So there was no GCP back then. Right. So we cut our teeth on, mm -hmm. we have a very big maps business and, and Correct, GCP, right. it's still very big for us. But yeah, GC, GCP, like we had to prove ourselves. And the investment in that has been incredible, honestly, to, to see people become, or partners become so fluent in our technology so quickly. And it's, you can sell without a partner, but I don't believe you can actually follow through with that one. It's, it's all fun and games to get like a, 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 we're ready, we're gonna move forward with it. And then, you know, two months later, like, so were you guys re ready to start and spin some stuff up? Yeah. And and so it's incredibly necessary to have that. I think in short order, some very like, incredible skill sets have been uh, identified. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very impressed with the partner talent. We had to, like, it was an existential moment for us. Like, are we gonna continue to be relevant, you know, in the fastest growing part of Google Cloud? and in the ecosystem. We had to do it, it's hard to pivot. We're fortunate enough to kind of go all in and make these investments. Yeah. Uh, and I think we're, I think we're seeing other, I'm seeing other partners kind of more going all in. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a big announcement about uh, uh, the HCL or one of these big GSIs like um, in, in, the, in the Asia region and like, oh, we're gonna put 5,000 people in this Google Cloud practice and stuff like that. So uh, I don't think there's any doubt that the investments are ROI is there now. 
I think we saw it early, which is great, but we almost had, um, uh, when, when you're really good at, you're known for one thing, like G Suite or Maps, mm -hmm. there's almost like a negative vibes, like, oh, you're, you're like, you can't figure out cloud. <laughs> so I had this like insecurity <laughs> around needing to do that um, because a lot of the other partners coming in, the new partners, uh, which are necessary, like we need healthy partners mm -hmm. in the ecosystem and I, I admire our, our competitors and I want everybody to be successful because the market's actually way bigger than all of us can address right now. Um, and they're, but they're coming from like maybe the AWS ecosystem mm -hmm. or the Rackspace ecosystem or Microsoft ecosystem where they're uh, more more on the data sort of infrastructure side and the, and the data center side. Not They're not coming in from the other parts of Google Cloud. So yeah. we have different origin stories. Yeah, it's yeah. very interesting to see the different, you know, and that's what's cool about our job is yeah. we were exposed to so many different partners that have so many different, you know, strengths and capabilities and stories to tell. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's what's exciting is that we get to, you know, interact with so many different talented partners from small guys all the way up to, you know, the GSIs of the world. Yeah. No, uh, Rob actually addressed the Partner Advisory Council last week in New York over GVC, and he was literally saying that uh, the partner organization globally has like almost tripled since he got here. I bet. And is set to double again this year. That's a crazy level of investment. It really is. And yeah, the teams are all growing. They're going to need more support. I don't know what the by what multiple they'll they'll grow, but um, you know, with with the added number of territories that we're interested in and opportunity out there i think yeah. that it just uh goes hand in hand and it also goes to the same level of like us being under sales now and having it all be very um unified yeah no and i think the pressure's on us to match that level of investment i mean obviously we don't have 12 million dollars a year to put in r d and build data centers but getting there <laughs> but the headcount's really important and the coverage is important the local market approach is really important and you know we're not going to match that investment one 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 with Google, but uh, we do have to I think create an environment and slightly different core, slightly different enterprise. But as you said, regardless of who sells it, our job is to make sure that delivery is successful, that consumption is happening, that the reps and even the PSO organization, when it's after right. it's done doing its thing, like they don't have to worry about it. Right. And then we can make sure that they hit their ramp plans that they're successful, that they're identifying new workloads, it's actually delivering the transformation that you know we all yeah. promised, right? And help with stickiness. I mean, that's a that's a huge aspect of it also because, I mean, it it could fluctuate, right? Things could change and if, if someone's not on it and aware of everything that's going on. You get customers have to keep them too. Right, yeah. yeah. Man, this market does not reward complacency. Right. Like every month, you gotta make sure. Yeah. Right, so get to the cloud, the so. Yeah. You know, we're wanting from our competitors and they want them back. So right. yeah. you always have to stay on your toes and just keep making sure that the customer's happy. We're defining uh, new ways of doing that. We had a really good system and our renewal rate, like G Suite, for instance, is really high. Our consumption ramp in um, maps and our renewals in maps are really high. And just creating new mechanisms like TAMs and other things mm -hmm. to make sure that uh, uh, the cloud customers are happy, that's actually harder than uh, a renewal every year. You know. And that's where I think we've seen sales kind of have that aha moment with partners is, you know, once they get on board, they're, you know, working hard to get deals. And once they have those deals, mm -hmm. seeing the investment partners make into those existing businesses to yeah. grow them, make sure they're ran, make sure they're happy. So that frees up time for our reps to then 
buy new business, new logos are a huge focus for us. So um, sort of, I don't want to say offloading, but sharing some of the yeah, responsibility. Yeah, through. Um, you know, we have a customer, we want to make sure they stay, so they're sticking with us, growing them, keeping them happy. You know, things like TAMPs like that have been crucial to our business and will only continue to be. Well, there are limits, right? Like yeah. there, there's limits to what a salesperson can do really for a customer, right? There's limits. You know, obviously, privacy is, is a huge concern of Google's. And, and so there's limits to what we even know about what customers do. And I think that that's, that's part and parcel with any of the clouds, right? But partners have a specific relationship with a customer that allows them yeah. deeper insight into some of the goings on in an environment that would allow them to provide added benefit, whether it's understanding utilization metrics, whether it's um, identifying potential uh, you know, speed bumps as they're growing their footprint or expanding or leveraging new technologies. I think there's an added um, level of insight that partners can give that Google, that the public cloud providers just don't have. Mm-hmm. And that's huge for customers because those are the areas that are really gonna show them huge value and also you know steer them away from having problems that might otherwise be attributed to just the provider themselves. It that's could right. be that yeah. these things you know, yeah. There's always going to be problems when you're rolling out some sort of technical infrastructure. Yeah, no, our job is to make Google Cloud look great. <laughs> That's that. all. We got to, yeah. And and uh, when when things go wrong, as they inevitably do in complex projects, mm-hmm. or even in like there's, there's outages, you know, it's, everything's not it's not magic, right? Right. <laughs> right. I feel like our job is to, uh, you know, make sure the customer mm-hmm. continues and not lose sort of uh, uh, operational. Uh, they don't experience operational downtime. Right. We gotta make sure that we're there hand in hand with mm-hmm. Google. Because right. we see them as your customers. Like once we have a partner yeah. involved, it's like that's our partner's customer. I'd say really the technology, the culture, and the people. I mean, you've been to our office, it's really unlike anywhere yeah. else. So we wanna bring an extension of that to the customer experience. Yeah. How about you, Yeah, I mean, I remember when I decided that I would start looking at Google Cloud as a major opportunity, I was on the phone with a customer uh, who was running on AWS and they said, you were happy to talk about that, but we're not moving any of this from Google. It's staying there. It's perfect. That's the best place. We love it. And I was like, huh, I'll start looking into this. And, and actually, I started looking uh, down the website portfolio that night and I was really impressed at what I saw. And it, it kind of gave me um, a lot to think about in terms of like where the underlying technology for even some of our competitors comes from, right? Like Kubernetes and containerization. Uh, A lot of white papers that have led to some really great transformations in the marketplace. And I wanted to be at a place that was um, at the forefront of creating these kinds of technologies because it's exciting. And it really does help people and it helps companies operate better. And I do agree. I think that there's something in the ethos of Google that I I think we have um, a special um, position to to offer customers is that that cultural and personal approach. Now, like I said, it'll never be as personal as a partner can get, but I do think that we have the opportunity to be um, a different kind of sale that can really yeah. uh, get close to a customer, understand their problems, and bring a bring a very in depth and well thought out approach. From a number of people who are invested. I think there's an, an, an aspect of Google investing in its customers that I really appreciate. The, the world is a multi-cloud world. It will continue to be a multi-cloud world because especially in the enterprise, there's you know, no board is gonna let it, you know, it's its company relies solely on one cloud. But 
what we love about what Google brings to the table, and it's along the lines of what you said, like they've invented a lot of this stuff mm -hmm. for their own purposes. Right. Nobody else has had to, like Google has had to, and now they're making it available right. to the enterprise. Building their own hardware and, and not outsourcing yeah. any of it. Yeah, inventing Kubernetes yeah. as an orchestration mm -hmm. engine. TensorFlow, like and yeah. sort of opening, you know, open sourcing some of this stuff. And maybe even quantum supremacy. I don't know. You're about that. I've heard about it. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know what it means. I'll I don't know. Sounds like a James. Sounds like a James Bond. IBM is like saying, "No, you didn't." It's like this okay, interesting but... fight, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, what I love about this ecosystem is, uh, and what gets me up every day and excited and wanting to, you know, uh, continue to see how how big we can make this thing is the impact on customers, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's G Suite or Maps or Cloud. People don't choose the Google path unless they're trying to do something transformational. Mm -hmm. Nobody's like, I'm going to just lift and shift and move to Google because I want right. to work exactly how I used to work right. before. Right. I want my it's application just, like just to work the way, you know, make it like the data center, but like, I don't want to touch it. Nobody says that. Right. They're all like, no, no, I want to completely transform like how many releases I can do on this critical right. app that my customers use. Or I want to completely change the way my, my people collaborate because an open collaborative environment is what's going to give us a competitive advantage. Mm -hmm. That's the conversation. Yeah, really that yeah. businesses and the way people work and operate. And it's scary, but a lot of customers, you know, once, like you said, consumable bite-sized amounts of risk yeah. um, and taking them through that journey is pretty cool. Yeah, I, that, that was another aspect of that night when I was looking through the portfolio. I realized that a lot of what I sold when I was selling AWS was taking a lot of very small pieces and having to you know, super glue them together very carefully to make yeah. sure that everything worked because if one thing is out of place, problems could occur. And I did like the fact that I felt like Google had a more holistic approach to its um, architectures and to its tool sets where they were sort of built to interact. They were purpose built to interact with yes. one another and to connect properly. I, that's why I always actually did. I knew it was a little bit confusing. We had those hexagons yeah. um, that we used to put together yeah, yeah. sort of almost like a, a tile plate. Yeah. But that, that is actually how I see our um, offerings work. They, they seem to just be purpose built to connect to one another and work, as opposed to having to really think hard about what you're going to do ahead of doing it. Because if you don't do it the right way, then it might not work properly. And every week I seem to see a release that makes that even more true. Mm -hmm. Like okay. TensorFlow yeah. for Enterprise, like yeah. or AutoML, like just making these these things like as easy as possible, as accessible as possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, the innovation curve is just super crazy. It is, it is. And I think that there's always at the forefront, I, I don't know this for a fact, it's just how I feel, uh, of the developer's minds who are making these products that, you know, they need to work together nicely. There needs yeah. to be options where these things just sort of connect and work. That's right. No, I, 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 I'd love to see that. And even in their acquisitions, uh, the Velocity, which <laughs> they're making those kind of native platform. Um, so going back to, you know, your core business, you guys are in a partner business. PSMs, partner sales managers, uh, top three points of advice. If you were to give three pieces of advice to partners, what would that be? Lisa, go first. All right. Wow, that's, there's a lot, but I'd say top three. One would be execute. So executing on whether it's just a simple responding to an email or following through with an SOW, being able to execute is huge. Um, two, I'd say 
paying close attention to what's going on in the market that you're looking to invest in and kind of mirroring that. So that makes it a lot easier for viewers to work with a partner if they're aligned. Um, so then another would be, I, I would say, alignment on, you know, understand how the reps, what they care about and care about those same things. So if we care about, uh, you know, AutoML, you should care about that too. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, expand upon it, of course, but know what's important to the Googlers that you're working with and, um, you know, just be reliable. Execute, know the market, oh, align. There we go. Very good. I took some of the good ones, but she really did. I, I, I totally you got to come up with three new ones. Oh, new ones? Um, okay, in addition to those, I think um, definitely investing in the acumen, which you guys have done a fantastic job of, but, but having people that you can rely on who can come in and be trusted advisors, like really, not just for the, not just for the customer, for the, for the Googler as well. So both, both sides should be able to lean on everything the partner's saying as wildly valuable even the insight even if they don't wind up going that direction yeah. that insight was incredibly um valuable and and came from someone who obviously knew what they were talking about that that i love whenever i get people coming in who can speak the language and kind of geek out mm -hmm. I, it's my favorite thing and, and i can you can see in the customers how, how um valuable they find that um in addition to that well so you said activate but i like the self-starter method Right, like I really like it when partners are able to. Let's assume that we were having a conversation with a customer, and there were action items that were drawn up at the end of the conversation. When a, when a partner takes it upon themselves to put together a plan based off said action items and deliver them, I think that that goes a really long way. Sometimes yeah. it's like so accountability. Yeah, yeah, it's like accountability. Like yeah, all of those. Like I feel like at the end of one of those That's conversations, it can. It can be whose responsibility is it to yeah. you now? So let's say yeah. responsibility. Just yeah. you know, just assume it's yours. Yeah, exactly. Make my life easier. Exactly. I, I, think, I think that that <laughs> just goes a long yeah. way to. Oh, I'm a Google rep. I'm like, oh, this partner like took the notes, assigned them, was following up, and moving the ball forward. Love that. hundred percent. Who doesn't love? Yeah, <laughs> like like taking taking accountability in action um, in those scenarios is invaluable. Yeah. I think it just shows it shows a level of, of dedication that. I think sets partners aside actually when when there's a partner who does that in my mind they become a much higher level um and then lastly investing in solutions right like you said knowing the market so it kind of goes in line with that but i think that if we as we move into more verticalized um approaches having and it doesn't have to be all i don't i don't expect any partner to be like well, we've got a solution for every vertical out there it's sort of unbelievable but um, to be able to have solutions that are built out and pointed directly to those things. So let's say it was, I don't know, retail, for example, to have a subset of solutions where a partner can say, when we introduce this solution, the end result is, you know, higher um, resale value, like, you know, a bigger number of store revisits, whatever it is. Yeah. Having a differentiator in the brand. Correct. Like, yeah. Mind, I yeah. Think. I always ask partners when I meet new partners, I'm like, what's your brand? Like, what makes you different? Yeah. What are you, what's like the number one thing you want a rep to know about? Yeah, specialization is really important. Totally. And I think that it, it helps in two ways, right? Not only does it help show immediate value to a customer where they're saying, oh, wow, I, I hadn't even thought of these things. I mean, in a larger sense, I knew that this is what I wanted to achieve, but how to go about it, we didn't know where to start, but you have an actual whole solution. And obviously there's going to be some um, kind of iteration that goes on to those things. I don't think 
one size fit all thing or always work. Yeah. But it also goes a long way in helping the Googlers understand how they're going to break into set accounts. So sometimes it, you know it's valuable when you're discussing with a customer, but it's also valuable in getting yeah. the customer's attention. That's right. Yeah, above and beyond, like, I'll just talk to you because you're Google. Correct. Yeah. Okay, someone has thought of this for us, and yeah. let's speak to yeah. this because this is a solution that allows to do business needs. I think last year or the year before, I was in Austin, like, Wednesday, Thursday, and left Friday before Formula One. Oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, it was coming you in. This, this sounds really exciting. So now to actually be able to do it, yeah. like, this is one of the biggest yeah. sporting events in the world. In the world. Yeah, yeah it's it's you see time. really cool cars around town too, actually, because yeah. people fly them in from all over the world. Yeah. Um, awesome. They load them off a truck and the people just drive around town. These <laughs> cars you'd never usually see. Never. Yeah. No. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious to see like what this, like, I've yeah. been like football games, basketball games. Yeah. I've never been to this. Never. It's different. It's going to be a totally new experience. Much more international, yeah. that's for sure. And our yeah. customers are going to have a great time yes. and we're going to see uh, some of the racing. So, yeah. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank you for joining me here in Austin. Thanks. Thank you. And uh, it's fun to be here. Absolutely. Thanks, Andy. And I'll let you know when this goes on. Great. All right. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. That's fun. Yeah, that was good. Good job. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.